Who's heard of Vince Lombardi? Very famous football coach. He coached for the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Oh, All right. We have a, I see we have a trivia meister in the house. That he would begin each season coaching his team by holding up a football and saying, this is a football. Who's ever seen Joel Osteen preach on TV? He always begins by holding up his Bible and having the crowd go, this is my Bible. Christianity 101 involves your heart and Almighty God and the Bible and His Spirit and His people. You need those three things in your life if you're going to be a Christian. You need the Spirit of God in your life, which is available to us because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. You need the Holy Bible and the holy people. The holy people that teach the Bible, holy people that apply the Bible, holy people that help you understand the Bible, and holy people that you can help understand the Bible. So tonight's not going to be long, and it's not going to be boring, I promise, but it's going to be about the value of this book. Our first point is being familiar with biblical truth makes us open for God's blessings. Look at this verse. This is, I'm going to read it to you in two different translations. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. The sixth book of the Bible, the first five had been written, and the sixth book of the Bible has this promise in the very beginning. It says, This book of the law should not depart out of your mouth, thy mouth, your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make thy way prosperous. Who wants to prosper? And then thou shalt have good success. Who wants to be a failure? Nobody. Everybody wants to be successful, right? Here it is in a more modern translation. That was in 16th century English. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then. Only then. Can we say that? Only then. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So can we read this first point together? Being familiar with biblical truth will make us open for God's blessings. Can we say that again? Who wants to be blessed? So it's important to be familiar with biblical truth. And one of the first commandments with the blessing is to honor your father and mother. We had a young man in the youth group years ago dishonored his parents by driving after his father had taken the keys away from him and driving down a road both of his parents told him never to drive on. And he's in his nice Mustang. He sees a school bus coming. He knows he has time to make it past the school bus, but he doesn't see on the other side of the school bus is a green Ford Explorer. He makes it past the school bus, and the Ford Explorer hits him right on his door and kills him instantly. You want to talk about a youth group tore up from the floor up. You want to talk about drama. It's something we never want to walk through again. It would have been avoided. 
The promise is honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. And another version says, honor your father and mother that you may live a long life. That guy was on the Granbury soccer team. They won state the next year in his honor. That's how good the team was. And he missed out on all that because of what? Disobeying. Not honoring the word. So the Bible can save your life. It can. It doesn't just apply to your parents, but to the authorities in your life. All right, the next point is abiding in the words of Jesus. Now we're moving to the New Testament. Everything Jesus had to say was important. Abiding in the words of Jesus is what makes us his true disciples. Jesus said to those people who believed in him, if you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Who wants to be a true disciple? Who wants to be a fake one? Nobody does. So the difference between a fake disciple and a true disciple is the disciple that takes what Jesus had to say seriously. The next point, abiding in the words of Jesus can make us free from wrong believing. Who wants to believe in something that's not right? It can wreck your life. If someone called me today and said, hey, your son was killed in a car wreck, and I believed it, I would cry, bawl, squall, have all the emotions even though it was a lie. So what we believe has an impact on how we behave. Who, who knows that's true? What you believe has an impact on how you behave. If you believe school is for fools, guess what? You're not going to respect that school and you're going to go into rebellion, right? And guess what will happen? You'll suffer as a consequence. I can't get no job. Well, get a GED and then you can. That is based on the next statement Jesus said. He said, if you abide in me, in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So abiding in the word of Jesus makes us his disciples, and through abiding in his word, we know the truth, and the truth is what makes us free. Life isn't fair, but truth creates freedom from foolishness. Truth creates freedom from error. So it has an impact on how we believe and an impact on how we behave. All right, two more points. Hearing and doing Jesus' words will bless us with a solid foundation. Now listen to what Jesus said. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Every solid house has a good foundation. It's built on good foundation. And that's like the person who hears what Jesus has to say and applies them to his or her life. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who builds his house, that is his life, on sand. And when problems come, guess what? That life is going to fall apart. Jails are full of people tonight from people who heard what Jesus had to say or they didn't hear what he had to say. But beyond hearing, they did not apply what he had to say. The things Jesus had to say creates a solid foundation for living. Does that make sense? Who wants a life that falls apart? Nobody does. We want a solid life. 
And so Almighty God, through his word, he inspired 40 people to write 66 books across a span of 1,500 years. It's the book you have called the Bible. An amazing book full of all sorts of amazing revelation that gives you wisdom for life that holds you together when everything else in the world falls apart. You read the newspaper and you see a lot of crazy stuff people are doing, don't you? A lot of people are not building their house, building their house on the rock. A lot of people are not standing on the rock. And a lot of people are not telling the truth because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. But the truth is, gravity is a truth, isn't it not? Will it hurt your feelings? Jump off this building and see if it does. The truth is like that. I want to tell the truth in love, but it's so serious that you just can't sugarcoat it, man. Do not jump off that roof. You'll break your neck. Finally, reading your Bible would be great to do this year. Who would agree with that? Be a great thing to do. I have a really neat thing here. It's a Bible reading record. What it is, it's a list of all 66 books of the Bible, and beside each name of the Bible are squares with numbers in them. Let's say a book in the Bible has 10 chapters. There's 10 squares beside that book, numbered 1 through 10. As you read each chapter, mark it off. You've done it. If you change Bibles, don't lose this. Keep track. That makes sense? Keep track of it. When you finish a book, then start another book. Some books are harder to read than others. One is called Leviticus. It's a book of Jewish history, very intricate laws that they lived by and forged them as a nation. There were people coming out of slavery. And, um, but it's in the Bible. It's God's word. It's part of history. And other books are great to read, like the biographies of Jesus. So if you agree that this is a good idea to read the Bible, um, take one of these with you. Okay? Now, some more truth. The American Bible Society, in 2012, they discovered that 85% of American homes have at least one Bible. Who has a Bible in their home? All right, you guys are part of the 85%. Some of you have more than one Bible. All right. 69% of Americans believe the Bible can provide answers for how to live a meaningful life. Who believes the Bible can provide answers to live a meaningful life? All right, those of you with your hands raised, those of you that aren't, there's no shame on you, it's where you're at. Those of you that have your hands raised, the Bible can provide answers for a meaningful life. You are part of the 69%. But hold on, that's just what you believe, but is it really what you apply? You can say you believe the Bible has answers, but if you don't read the Bible, then how are you going to get the answers, right? This would be great, except the survey also found that 26% of Americans never read the Bible, and 10% of Americans read the Bible less than once a year. 79% of those surveyed believe they are knowledgeable about the Bible, yet 54% of those very people are unable to name the first five books of the Bible. Who knows the name of the first book of the Bible? Genesis. Genesis. All right, we're down. Four more to go. Okay. This 2012 survey indicated that the biggest frustration about reading the Bible 
was participants never have enough time to read. Who would agree with that? It's hard to find the time. You guys are in student. Hard to find the time to read. You know, if you read the Bible 10 minutes a day, if you're a pretty decent reader, in one year, you can read the Bible five chapters a day. One chapter a day, you can read the New Testament. Just Monday through Friday, just five days a week, a one chapter a day, you can read the New Testament, which has 260 chapters in it. Here's the truth about not having time to read the Bible. You know, 69% of Americans believe the Bible provides answers to live a meaningful life, but the majority of them never read it because they don't have the time. Is that really true? In Quartz Media, Mr. Charles Chu, who is not a Christian, but he believes in reading books. You know anybody that believes in reading books? They're called teachers, right? He wrote this in an article with Quartz Media. He said, in the time we spend on social media each year, Americans could read close to 200 books in one year. Can you imagine? <laughs> but think of the time we spend on social media. Uh, Mr. Chu, keep in mind, he's not pushing Bible reading, he's just pushing reading in general. Here's a perspective. Americans, average Americans, fix 608 hours a year on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, help me out here. What's the Twitter. 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 Pinterest. We're literally Twittering our life away. Uh, how'd you like that one? Tweeting. Guess how many hours the average American spends watching television? 1,642 hours. We're not even talking about going to the movies. All right? So there's plenty of time to read books, isn't there? I don't have time to do my homework. Now, I know some of you guys really do carry a heavy load. And in school, you are reading books. Well, this is talking about people that are out of school really have no excuse. But I think as students, you would, you would find tremendous value in beginning to read the Bible. It calms your mind. It focuses your thoughts. And it gives you wisdom. When you want to sash your parents and cuss your dad out and rebel against your mama, it calms you down. I want things to go well for me. I want my children to respect me. I think I'm going to call somebody and ask for some prayer before I do something dumb. 2,250 hours a year. That's, that's what it is when you add that up. Spent on trash in America. Those hours could be spent reading instead. He's not writing from a Christian perspective. He's just simply a secular guy encouraging people to read. How much more meaning does that have for people that love Jesus and believe the Bible has meaning for life? The simple truth behind reading lots of books, Mr. Chu says, or the Bible, I say, is not the lack of time. It's the fact that we're too addicted to social media, television, and the movies, too weak or too distracted to do what we know is important. Feed our brains. Who knows what amusement means? It means like entertainment. Entertainment, fine. Entertainment, all right. But let's break it down. The word muse means to think, right? Ah, muse, means not to think. I don't want to think right now. I'm going to amuse myself, okay? 
I'm not saying Facebook is a sin. I, I have Facebook. I don't have it on my phone. I have it on my computer. I'm not saying watching television is a sin. I have a television. But to fill your mind with nothing but amusement and never to spend any time thinking and feeding your thoughts, a mind is a terrible thing to Now, with these phones, we really don't have any excuse. Not only do we have books, the Bible, you can also have the Bible on your phone. Who knows that's true? There's Bible apps. Even if you have a reading disability, you don't have an excuse. There's audio Bible apps. Bible.is. Everybody say what it is. What it is. You can listen to the Bible read to you. You can listen to the Bible dramatized with sound effects. Yes. And read along with it if you want to. Here's my favorite app. It's called Esor. I love that. Another one I love is Blue Letter. I got hooked on Blue Letter in the best sense of the word hooked. On my computer, it's a website that has the Bible on it. Now they have an app. I've got it on my phone. I absolutely love it so much. But there's things that are more related to, to younger people. There's something called version. There's literally dozens of different kinds of Bibles. So do a search on apps for the Bible and find one that works for you. But don't think just because you have a Bible app on your phone, you're applying the word to your life. Well, i got the Bible here. No, it's not until it's in here that it makes a difference. Does that make sense? Not until it's in here that it shows up here in the way we live and work. Question. Oh, um, so maybe we don't read the Bible, even though that book. Can we still like study it and like learn it from the Bible? Say that again now. So like maybe we don't read the Bible that really that much. If you don't read the Bible, can you still study it and learn from it? And yeah, but how can you study without reading? That makes sense? It reads to you. And how can you know the teacher is telling you the truth if you never read it? Because there are false teachers out there. Jesus warned us. He said, there's going to be false teachers in the world. False Jesuses. How will you know if you never read the Bible? Does that make sense? I'm not saying you have to read the whole Bible to be able to study the Bible. No, start studying now. Start learning and reading. Make it, make it part of your lifestyle. Don't feel guilty because you haven't read the whole Bible. But keep track of what you've read and just do it. Just, you know, 10 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day as you're able to. Do it. Does that make sense? Most of the time I could pull myself together, but other days I still struggled with self-doubt, defeat, and loneliness. I thought I was coping, but in truth, I had been stuck for a long time. I couldn't shake my fears, doubts, shame, and guilt, so I talked to my pastor and he recommended Biblify. He said it would help with my anger, loneliness, inner turmoil, and the lust problem. He said people had symptom improvements in as little as two weeks. I wish I'd talked to him sooner. Now I Biblify at least once daily and I'm beginning to understand who I am in Christ. Biblify, unlike other remedies, is for everyone. If you experience changes in your mood, behavior, and thoughts, tell someone else about Biblify. Biblify can increase hope and peace in children, teens, young adults, and even the more mature. Note, there is an increased risk of more patience, kindness, fullness of life, and some people have even experienced a greater desire to serve others. Call your pastor today if your symptoms begin to fade. This might be a sign that joy is overwhelming you, and you may need to bless someone else. You may discover you have an uncontrollable urge to be happy. It's okay, because God is good.
say Biblify. Biblify. Did you hear that funny voice at the end? What they were doing was mimicking uh, pharmaceutical commercials. Who hears those medicine commercials? You know, take this for your headache. And then comes on this funny voice talking really fast. They cause nausea, nausea, loneliness, car wrecks, and thoughts of suicide. Well, I don't want to take it now. I don't know. So he said, Bible reading may cause joy, unexpected happiness, thoughts of peace, and a desire to do good things for other people. I like it. He just talked a little bit too fast. So we're talking about the value of reading the Bible, or another way of saying it, the value of biblifying your life. Let me say biblify. Here's a person that biblified her life. Who knows what who that is? Harriet Tubman. Who's heard of Harriet Tubman? You will see her face on our currency at some point in the not too distant future. She was born in the 1820s as a slave. Harriet Tubman was nearly killed when her master, her slave owner, hurled a metal object at her. She staged a daring escape in her 20s in 1849 and thereafter spent years rescuing hundreds of slaves out of slavery, leading them to freedom through what was called the Underground Railroad. It wasn't a railroad. It was just her secret escape routes and places to wait until they could travel again at night. She never lost a slave. All that she helped went to freedom. The South hated her guts. The pro-slavery people hated her guts so much, they put out wanted posters for her with a reward, such and such reward. I don't know how many hundreds of dollars it was. Reward for the capture of Harriet Tubman. She was never captured. During the Civil War, she worked as a spy for the Union forces and helped the North win the war. She was, the world will not tell you this, when they celebrate her and put her name on the currency, you probably will not see this on the news, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Who wants to hear the truth? She was a devout follower of Jesus. She believed in the Bible, and she spent private time learning, memorizing, and meditating on various verses in the Bible. One of her favorite verses was Isaiah 16, 3, which says in one translation, hide the fugitives, do not betray him who escapes. This was her life verse. She pondered the passages of scripture that she loved. She turned them into prayers, and in prayer, she learned to commune with God's presence. She said, I prayed all the time about my work everywhere. I was always talking to the Lord. When I went to the horse trough to wash my face and took up the water in my hands, I would pray and say, Oh Lord, wash me and make me clean. When I took up the towel to wipe my face and hands, I cried, Oh Lord, for Jesus' sake, wipe away all my sin. The Bible had an impact on her life. Her life was biblified. I want every person here to be a success in your life. I'm not saying every person here to become a millionaire. That may not be God's will for you. But what God has called you to do, I want to see you fulfilled. I want to see you live a long, prosperous life doing God's will for you. 
Some of you are called to be fathers and mothers and husbands and wives and breadwinners and homemakers and teachers and principals and soldiers and pastors and missionaries and musicians and church planners and adopting parents, successful people, good citizens who are doing things for the furtherance of God's kingdom. And that can happen if you will biblify. In church tonight is a principle of the word. The Bible says do not forsake assembling yourselves together. So you see, you're already biblifying your life. Why not follow through? Don't just have to do stuff. Why not follow through and add Bible reading to your life? This is between you and God. Nobody's going to call you and say, hey, bring your sheets to church next week. I want to see who all has been reading your word. No. It's between you and God. If you get bored at home, don't do something silly. Just pick up your Bible and chalk off a couple of those squares. You do it. Who would like to uh, get one of these Bible reading records? Would you like that? Let's pray. Father, I thank you for my brothers and my sisters, these women of God and men of God who are in the making, joining the journey with the rest of us of following you, Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you generate, we need your help to generate a hunger for reading the word in our lives. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for their attentiveness and their love for one another and their love for you. God bless my brothers and my sisters. Amen. Christ. Biblify, unlike other remedies, is for everyone. If you experience changes in your mood, behavior, and thoughts, tell someone else about Biblify. Biblify can increase hope and peace in children, teens, young adults, and even the more mature. Note, there is an increased risk of more patience, kindness, fullness of life, and some people have even experienced a greater desire to serve others. Call your pastor today if your symptoms begin to fade. This might be a sign that joy is overwhelming you, and you may need to bless someone else. You may discover you have an uncontrollable urge to be happy. It's okay, because God is good.